Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Um, in mid-February, uh, someone in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, called 911, claiming to be a person named Robert McCord, um, who happens to be a reserve officer of 20 years with the Myrtle Beach Police Department. The caller told dispatchers that he'd just shot his wife and he was going to kill everyone else in the house. So police responded as one might expect and, and, and hope that police would respond to such a call. They sent out the SWAT team, the negotiator, the whole nine yards. Well, McCord sees this activity out in front of his house and realizes something's not right here. So he comes out slowly with his hands above his head saying there's nothing going on here. There's no problem, etc. The incident ended without, well, further incident. Um, but swatting calls, you know, where someone calls into law enforcement agency saying that there's a substantial emergency and a need for immediate response um, at another location. Uh, it's happened a lot, and it's happened in, in tragic uh, circumstances where the person who is the victim of this swatting um, hoax, I've got to use finger quotes because it's way more than a hoax, um, you know, were killed. Um, because officers felt that they might be under threat or something else was going on. Um, you told me, and I didn't realize this until you told me, that there may be federal law um, making this a federal offense. Can you tell me more about what you know about that? Well, uh, January 30th, a federal judge will sentence a Californian to at least 20 years in prison for dozens of hoax 9-11 calls including one which resulted in the police of Wichita, Kansas, fatally shooting an innocent and unarmed young father. So this is from a report from The Economist. Um, In that instance, I mean, you clearly had somebody uh, fatally shot as a result from this, you know, quote, prank. So I think there there clearly exists uh, laws that would cover the actions should anybody uh, be injured or or um, or killed as a result of, of this prank. Uh, I think what we're, we're talking about are, are legislators looking at coming up with a definition of swatting to determine if they can make it a federal crime. And, mm-hmm. and as of yet, there is no specific term that would outline or, or detail what, in fact, swatting would be. But we know it to be... Um, a third party calling in a hoax or a prank um, with some unsuspecting individual uh, claiming that they are uh, holding barricaded uh, victims Mm -hmm. inside, that they've just shot their family, as you described. Um, Even in my own neighborhood, uh, I saw on social media, uh, this woman was just beside herself when she said the police just left her house uh, because somebody called and said that she had left her uh, baby in a car seat for several hours in a in the back seat of her hot car, and police showed up, demanded to search her home, and and so on and so forth. When in fact, this middle-aged woman doesn't even have a baby, <laughs> had no car seat in her car, mm-hmm. but just a, a malicious attack from a neighbor. And uh, clearly, something has to be done before there are uh, more injuries and and fatalities. Um, I think uh, in recently um, in, in, in our area, in the Bay Area, uh, the, the targets have been high profile people, people with um, corporate uh, standing, celebrities and others. But it can happen to you or me uh, 
as well. So something's got to be done. Yeah, it's interesting that there may be some federal definition and federal legislation um, reintroduced. I'll, I'll mention too that the quote Interstate Swatting Hoax Act of 2015 uh, didn't even get voted on in the House. It was introduced and died probably because the session uh, that that's, that congressional session had ended. A um, couple things come to mind. First off, one of the in my research, I and this was something in my gut. I felt was probably correct, but in my research, I, I kind of confirmed it. Most of these swatting calls happen between online gamers, mm -hmm. and yeah. they because they want to, they see the the face of the person on the other end of the um, the game, and they they want to watch this weird voyeuristic thing where police enter the home with weapons drawn and all of that, and, and to see what the finger quotes kids reactions are. Right. So the question becomes for me: What liability do the gaming companies have in this? So if, in, if, if these swatting calls are happening, is there recourse that families can take against the gaming companies themselves? I see a problem there because um, we, we've seen some new um, home applications where you open up a, uh, I won't even say the brand names, but you open up a video monitor in your kitchen and you ask it how to make a cake or... Uh, you ask them to turn on your thermostat or any of those things, and it happens. Mm. And you can make a video conferencing call with someone who has a similar application right. on their side or or uh, phone to phone, that sort of thing. So the idea that uh, it's it's exclusive to video games, that's not well, I, that's not happening. But I, I, I think you're on to something. And I think if uh, a smartphone gives you the ability, to make a crank call or an anonymous call by having some sort of a mechanism or app that would um, mask your identity, mm -hmm. that should be investigated and, and disabled. Um, what would the purpose be unless, uh, I guess there are legitimate reasons why you would want to mask your identity. I would think identity. probably are, but if you use that for nefarious purposes, then you know, you're opening yourself up right. to some sort of um, liability or something right. like so that. So maybe it's so, an enhancement. If, right. If you end up right. getting arrested, it's another yeah. two years. Now, you, you go to, you know, the, the investigative process on this because a lot of these these scammers don't get caught right. because they use those applications mm -hmm, and they, they're, mm -hmm. they're lurking in the shadows. Sometimes in the online gaming community, they kind of out each other. So that's how they're discovered. Okay. You know, like someone will say, I, I know who did that. I know who did that. It's user number four five six seven one, huh. uh, and then the police can utilize that information to begin an investigation based on that evidence. Um, and of course, that's another form of swatting too. You know, yeah. the, you, you could be saying that gamer over there because the, these, these guys have these crazy, ridiculous, high tension rivalries. Yeah, like like so much is at stake when your Fortnite character dies or something. I I, I don't play games, so I don't understand it. But the question becomes, how can police, because it's so difficult to identify these people, how can police identify, uh, you know, investigate, conduct the investigation? Or is it just a pointless waste of effort? Yeah, unless you're, you're talking about the specific online streaming uh, videos or, or gaming videos, um, I see it really uh, closely resembling um, the behavior of an arsonist. Right. And, and maybe that's a tack that law enforcement can take is... Um, 
see who is uh, standing by, standing out in the street watching when you come up with right. with the SWAT group or with um, you know a cadre of, of officers responding to the quote threat. Um, arsonists uh, apparently like to go to their work and stand and and be excited by yeah. the well, that's... the crime. And I would imagine that s- the swatters, if you will, aren't doing it just randomly, but they want to see that reaction. Yeah, and that's that's the point because these games, as I understand it, again, I don't play video games, but you can you can watch the game itself on the big screen, right? And then you have a little thumbnail, picture in picture. You yeah, used to call yeah, it when yeah. they first, and you could so in that window. That's when you see. That's when you conduct your your arsonist, voyeuristic, yeah. you know, uh, witnessing of his handiwork. Sure. sure. Um, so, I mean, I think that's why the the gaming community is really where a lot of this lies because gotcha. that's that's where you have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you'd mentioned other platforms that would potentially make, you know, have the ability to do this, but again, it's based on in my understanding that a lot of these folks because they develop real hate for each other like for reasons that we're playing a game here people stop um but that i'll get off my little soapbox on video games uh i just i just wonder what can be done i mean if we have federal law that makes it you know stiffer penalties as a um you know prevention preventative (laughs) measure great but i'm not sure that that's going to really unless it's really substantial and significant you know penalties yeah not sure that's really going to fix the problem yeah and, and as far as the federal crime i'm wondering if it's uh the nexus is using a communications device mm-hmm. uh, an fcc um certified conveyance or if it's a state-to-state thing or as it was with kansas and california right yep. so uh, i think i think those are the the vehicles to make it a federal crime otherwise um going to have to be within the state a state uh prosecuted crime uh if it's a phone call um i mean look for new technology to go backwards and and trace those calls yeah it's, it's got to happen yeah and typically it is a phone call um it, it, you know and the one last thing that kind of comes to my mind is oh great here's one more thing police officers have to worry about is getting called out to you know what amounts to being in the fire service a false alarm it's it's a terrible misappropriation of resources it's dangerous as heck for everybody concerned and um you know and it's it just puts another thing in the back of the minds of the responding officers you know is this real or you know is this margarine you know like it's it's just it it kind of pisses me off frankly um it's just another reason why i don't like online video games but um yeah what are you doing in your jurisdiction with regard to being cautious on swat call outs uh making sure that um you know that that the people who are in the home or the 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 location where you're called out to um that they are in fact in peril uh and that uh or you know or there's some real actual reason for you to be there I'm wondering if the if the dispatchers um, have a better uh, sense of questioning, uh, especially in an area where they've had crank calls. Um, is there is their questionnaire a little bit more involved than say the usual for a nine one one? That's a really interesting idea to to have. Uh, you know, we we take this to another level. You know, if we have you know a person who's called in um, maybe more than once. 
to uh, for a 911 call. I mean, that's what we start calling a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there, if you have suggestions on uh, how, what we can do to kind of deal with this problem, send us an email to policing matters at police one.com. That's policing matters at police one.com. Thanks again for listening.